Welcome to Women Leading the Way Radio Show, where each time you'll hear from successful women CEOs, executives, and professionals, where we'll discover how they do what they do to be successful in business. We'll be interviewing women who have overcome big challenges, women who have incredible stories of lessons learned in dealing with adversity. We'll even interview women who have started and grown successful organizations and women who are C-level executives with unique talents and positions. Our goal is to bring successful businesswomen together to share how they're leading the way in business today. Good morning and welcome to Women Lead Radio, brought to you by Connected Women of Influence. I'm Diane Callahan, your host of the Lighthearted Life radio show. Our topic today is signs from the other side, and I'm so, so excited to introduce you to our guest, Bill Phillips. Bill is an author, spiritual teacher, and psychic medium, and one of the most wonderful people I've ever known. Bill, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks so much for having me, Diane. I've been looking forward to this show for so, so long. You have no idea. (laughs) Um, I'm sitting here holding in my hand your first two books that I love so much. One is called um, Expect the Unexpected, Bringing Peace, Healing, and Hope from the Other Side. And the other is Signs from the Other Side, Opening to the Spirit World. And so um, I I wanted to get that out there first and foremost because listeners, get out there and get these books because you will love them. (laughs) They're available everywhere you buy your books. Um, So, But, Bill, I want to start by asking just some kind of you know, more basic questions. Like, how did you come to discover that you had this gift of connecting with the other side? You know, it's a it's a crazy story. Um, I, I feel like a lot of people that are you know mediums that are called to this work, they all they all sort of have their awakening at different points in their life. And for me, th- my awakening was a lot sooner than than, than most because I had such a condensed learning experience in my childhood. You know, I was um, uh, I was kidnapped by my mom when I was six years old and taken across the country and was homeless for um, part of my time in, in New York, and then I was taken back to California. And long story short, um, I had always had these supernatural experiences. So I remember like when I was a child at night seeing faces float by with, with the, the mouth moving and I didn't know what to make of it. It scared me. Um, and then at, at a certain point, I, I think my fear took over and I, I kind of blocked out um, those experiences also due to like a trauma that I had been through as well as a child. And so um, long story short, my mom um, basically passes away very unexpectedly of pancreatic cancer when I was 14. And so I was able to uh, take a red-eye flight to New York and say goodbye to her after almost six years of not seeing her um, physically. Oh, wow. So that, uh-huh. was, that was also very traumatic in itself. And um, at that time, I thought my whole life was over. Well, two nights later, I woke up, and she was in the room with me. And she gave me a oh. message, and and I like didn't know really how to. Um, I didn't know what to do with it. I was, um, I knew that it was real, um, and it was very comforting for me. And that moment in time is what basically um, uh, snowballed um, over the next couple of years into me understanding 
my own connection to the other side. So um, that's basically it in a nutshell. So um, there was experiences from me being three weeks after her death, I was back home in California and walking down a, a strip mall and a psychic pulled me aside and was like, you have this amazing ability, this amazing gift. It'll be three years before Whoa. you know what I'm talking about. And I thought she was crazy. And then literally three years, almost to the day, um, I found myself in this classroom setting and I was basically, you know, um, put to the test there. And um, what happened that evening changed my life forever. And I basically after that just started uh, trusting more and more of what was going on in my head um, and how I was connecting with spirit. So it was it was a crazy, weird experience, of course, um, and it's uh, something that I ran from for a while as well. And like anything, when whatever your calling is, you can't really run from it. There's a, there's there's a, a point in time where you're kind of put it's put in front of you like a big four by four from the universe, and so. I was um, I was training to be an opera singer, and Spirit was like, that's great and all, but no, we have another plan for you. <laughs> and that's basically what happened. I, you know, I, I, I wasn't seeking it out, but it sought me out. And then once I made it public, the word spread really quickly, um, and here I am today. You know, I, I love when you said the universe was like, ah, oh, that little singing stuff you do, that's great and all, but we have some <laughs> other things. And it's so funny because you are amazingly talented as an opera singer. So to think that someone who has this level of talent has the universe saying, yeah, that talent's nice, but we have bigger and better things for you. It's pretty, pretty awesome. Um, yeah. Let me ask you this. So, mm-hmm. hey, I see it. And you tell me if I'm, I'm right or wrong. Well, look, first of all, let me preface by saying, what I love, I love that we scheduled this radio show for this time of year, um, right in the holiday season, because this is the time of year that can be so heartbreaking and lonely and sad for people when they're surrounded by, you know, happy, happy, joy, joy, you know, it's Christmas, everything's lovely and wonderful, and yet they're experiencing loss or grief or you know, missing the the loved ones that used to make the season so great for them. And that's why I was so excited to talk to you now, this time of year, because it is so comforting for people to really, to be able to know for sure that their loved Mm -hmm. ones are still with them, still here, here, but in a different way. But, um, and, and so I'm just curious, like, the, the, the people who have passed to the other side, mm-hmm. do they, um, they know that you, they know that they can, it's like you're the, they can plug into you, right? To like you're like a speaker. Like they can plug into the speaker and, and, and then you amplify their message to whomever they're trying to reach. Is that how that works kind of? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, you know, and I, I also want to say too, this was the reason why I, I wrote my second book, Science from the Other Side, was because during um, during these readings that I was giving, a, a lot of um, validation was coming through about how spirit was connecting with their loved ones. You know, whether it be, you know, um, one of my mom's biggest signs to me is a white butterfly, and I see it literally every day in some way, shape, or form. 
But there was Whoa. so much more coming through um, in in these channelings um, of of how um, how everyone's loved ones was getting their attention. And so I, I thought, you know, I, I really want to put the power in everyone that regardless, yes, there are people here um, that are gifted that, that can be that messenger. Um, but I wanted everyone to sort of be able to recognize how they could be their own messenger because um, not everyone has access to a medium like myself. So I, I wanted people right. to be able to make the connection on their own. And I feel like um, for a lot of people, too, they may come from different backgrounds or different um, religious, you know, uh, affiliations where maybe um, they're afraid of being public with that belief system too. So, um, but we all have access to spirit and we're all basically walking around being nudged by spirit all the time. We just don't recognize that or we don't, we don't realize it fully for the average person. So, um, Yes, to answer your question, yes, I'm always being bombarded by spirit wherever I go. But on the same level, though, are everyone who's here that has had a loss, a physical loss, they're also being nudged by their loved ones constantly. There, there's no separation. It's just, it's just physical and non-physical. So um, when I would hear this feedback about the signs coming, you know, to fruition, it was just like, Gave, always gave me the chills, and it just was so affirming that um, that we're never alone, and and and, and people had that that you know very um, concrete evidence in front of them in their own personal time to validate that to them. Um, so I always tell people, you know, in the holiday season, yes, our emotions are high, our our our, our, our broken hearts are wide open, and. It is hard to navigate that grief um, and to kind of, you know, put a smile on your face when you're going through that struggle. And I think that more than more um, right now, more than ever at our time in, in history, we're all sort of experiencing that on a larger level right now. So um, I always say pull out the chair for your loved one, invite them in for the dinner because they're there regardless if you're acknowledging them or not. They, they come in for those special moments. And they're the ones that are, mm-hmm. you know, make, making the light in your kitchen blow out when you're trying to, you know, cook your Christmas dinner, for example. <laughs> like, they're the ones wanting you to know, like, yes, we're, we're here to kind of uh, break the energy for you in that grief moment so you know that you're not alone. It could also be, too, that their birthday was, you know, um, 1222, and on your phone pops up, your phone lights up at 1222 for for no known reason, you know, they're, they're, they're always in the background trying to get our attention. And so once we really um, put our belief into that and we accept it um, and we give them permission to work with us in that way, it really is life-changing because we're able to build our own language and our own dialogue with them that's unique to ourselves. Okay. I just love everything about what you just said. And, and something hit yeah. me when you were sharing that. For instance, my dad passed away a number of years ago. Okay, let's just use that in a, as an example. And, yeah. you know, at Christmas time or whenever, you know, it's like, oh, dad would have loved this or dad, you know, always loved the holidays or dad did this or whatever. And and we think that we have less access because, Okay, I'm not saying this right. What I'm saying is in, when your loved one is alive, 
Okay, so when my mm-hmm. dad was here on Earth, alive, mm-hmm. um, I always connect with him every day. I didn't live in the same house with him. I didn't, you know, I saw him regularly, but he was part of my life, but not maybe in my day-to-day-to-day life. And what's interesting is what you're sharing is that after a loved one passes, there's the possibility for an even greater daily connection with them because they they're not limited by their physical body or you know if you're if you can drive over to their house and spend some time with them or pick up the phone they're not limited at all they can be with you connecting with you nudging you being part of your life 24/7 now just in a different way is that right oh 100% and i i always tell people as well that in in regards with my mother and I, our our relationship really began the moment that she changed her form. So the moment that she left her physical shell behind, that's when we were. Because then you know this was the 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 best version of herself that that wasn't um, struggling uh. you know here with addiction or with, with what with what she was going through. So she's my biggest cheerleader, and we we have a phenomenal, amazing relationship now. Um, that's that just is a different in different form, but because of that though, um, it's way more personal. It's way more heartfelt, and it's something that words can't really describe. It's something that, in those moments when you're contemplating life and and you know just how much of a miracle life is to be in, to be here because we're all here for a very brief moment in time. Um, yeah, yeah. When, when you're when you're contemplating that. That's when that's when you're really feeling that that pulse and that connection to your spirit team, to your loved ones around you, and it, it's something that is just you know palpable, but it's something that that words really can't describe fully. It's just it's a feeling. So what is wonderful about what you shared? First of all, so your mom, the relationship that you have now with her, is basically pure love that's not contaminated by you know, mental mm-hmm. challenges or any of the other things yeah. that she yeah. had in her physical per- person. And so, which is beautiful, Bill. And then what it also makes me think is that, you know how we feel like um, like death is so finite, right? Like if you don't get right mm-hmm. with somebody, if you don't, you know, um, give the forgiveness or, or gain the forgiveness or say the words that need to be said. Now, I believe in all those things is really important to do while people are here and alive. But what my mind has just been open to just now in our conversation is that just because that doesn't happen necessarily when they're here in physical person, does it mean that it can't still happen? All of that beauty in mending relationships or changing relationships to become really just about the love um, and, and, and throw away all of the harder things that came with being in the physical body. Am I right? Yeah. So, you know, when we enter this, this world, um, we are entering a physical reality that, that requires an ego to exist in this world. Yes. But when we leave this world, we leave that ego behind. So we are just in essence that the spirit part of ourselves, which is, the loving part of ourselves, um, the all-encompassing part of ourselves that 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 guides the living as well. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, you said earlier too when your when your father was here, even though you weren't able to see him every day, you still had a connection to him. It was like 
yeah, he's just, he's just, you know, a little bit away here. He's in, he's in the next room or whatever. It's the same feeling mm-hmm. with spirit. They're just, they're just right here. It's just a, ma- a matter of us having to recognize um, how they interact with us being, being in a different form. And I think that um, uh, for each, for each person, we all come here with this sort of um, soul contract agenda, you know, and then we, um, mm-hmm. we sort of learn all of this programming when we're younger, you know, yes. for many, for many people, many people actually have the imaginary friend when they're four years old or five years old, only to have a parent or someone around tell them that it's all in their imagination or it's all in their head. So what happens? They, they believe that programming and then their life changes because of it. So um, I, I, I also feel like we're here to kind of undo all of that programming that we've all come to experience on a soul level when we're in those early childhood years. And when we can undo that programming, you know, and, and really give our belief system to what is unique to us, then our life changes in a very, uh, very drastic way, in a positive way, because then we're the ones narrating our journey and we're the ones... Yes. Co- co-creating our journey as well. I'm, I'm a very um, big believer in intention and setting intentions. I do it before I get out of bed in the morning, and I'm very woo-woo with my intentions too. I, I live in a very energetic world. You know, I, I'm always um, seeing color and energy and, and having to kind of use that energy with everything that I do in my life, down to conversations, down to entering public places, you know, going to the grocery store. Um, and I, I find that when we have an intention before we enter the physical, um, you know, reality part of ourselves, that intention um, definitely is real, and it also molds the experience for us. So um, that's why yes. it's so important to, like, you know, to, to really do the inner work, to really um, focus your intention, your, your thoughts on, on positive aspects, not, not to let the, this earthly ego pull you aside and let fear take over. We're, we're, here to be, we're, we're here to discern those two parts of ourselves and really thrive by letting ourselves go to our true nature, which is that loving, beautiful, happy, um, anything is possible mentality. That, that's the true essence of each soul. Ah. And then, you know, but we're all here for different, for a different purpose though. And so when we're able to really um, understand the ego, its purpose and how to kind of hush it up, you know, quiet it down, (laughs) then we're, then we're able to put, exactly. Then we're able to put our energy source and our, our intention behind what we really want to be experiencing in in this reality while, while we're here. that you just said we are mm-hmm. going to take a, a really quick moment to recognize one of our sponsors and then when we come back I want to talk about the how the how of doing what you were just sharing and by the way you guys if you want to get in touch with Bill or find out more about um, his books and, and readings and his events um, I, cha- I suggest you go to his website which is Bill Phillips and be sure to spell it right it's B-I-L-L-P-H-I-L-I com, And we're going to take a quick moment to recognize one of our sponsors and partners. Women Lead Radio is brought to you today by Connected Women of Influence 
and our partner, National University. National University is proud to be one of the largest private nonprofit universities founded in 1971. The National University mission is to provide accessible, achievable higher education to adult learners. Today, National University educates students from across the United States and truly across the globe with more than 170,000 alumni worldwide. Thank you for your support, National University, and to all our sponsors and partners. And now we're back to our show. Okay, Bill. So we have 10 more minutes in our fabulous show. I could talk to you for two hours about this stuff because <laughs> you are singing my song here. I mean, you're using all these words that are so like you use the word discern and co-create. Those are like my key words of life. But what I'd like to um, talk about a little bit is the how of doing all this stuff. You're, I know you said, you know, we have to shush up the ego and hush up the ego and, and get, you know, kind of open to this kind of deeper, broader, bigger um, reality of life and communication. So I want mm-hmm. one little story. So during the summer, I was um, sitting on a floaty in my pool, um, mm-hmm. reading on my cell phone. And times in the summer, I get visited by dragonflies, which mm. I love so much. And I have this feeling that and you have to learn to trust your feeling, right? Because I had this feeling that this dragonfly that came, like, every day I was hanging out in the pool, he'd come and hang out with me, kind of was my dad. I mean, I know that sounds, but you said your mom comes to you in white butterflies. Yeah. This one one day I'm sitting there, and this dragonfly comes over and literally landed on the top of my phone as I was holding it and just sat there with me, and we just, I just, talk to it like how are you where do you go at night I mean and he just hung out with me and then he landed then he moved and landed I had taken my glasses off he landed on the edge of my glasses and I said could I take a picture of you because I had my phone in my other hand and he sat there and let me take pictures of him and we just had this very quiet wonderful moment and I mentioned it to my sister and she's like I think you might be crazy you know that was her response (laughs) that's dad a dragonfly Mm-hmm. I really felt like this really, really special meat, meat something. So, I mean, I'm not crazy, am I, Bill? You're not crazy, no. And <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I love this. And also, what a what a profound um, sign to have. I mean, there's no way to look around that. That dragonfly was on your phone. I mean, and here's the deal too. You, you had this gut impression when that happened that that this could have been your father giving you a sign. Now, I want to be clear for a second because, no, your dad did not reincarnate into a dragonfly. That's the part that I think, <laughs> people, that's the part that I think <laughs> people get confused by and they go, oh, come on, that's ridiculous. I get that. But what is happening, though, is vibrationally speaking, these, you know, nature, dragonflies, whatever it is, it, it's being sort of manipulated by spirit to put it into your physical experience. So that is the reason why you have that experience. And also it probably brought back, you know, memories too and, and heartfelt moments as well when, when you have that experience. That's always the purpose too behind spirit giving us those signs is to sort of remind us of, of that connection that, that, that we had 
that we still have, you know? Um, and so there, there's so many ways that, that spirit can do this. Um, many people, again, will, will have electricity. And, and, and in, our, uh-huh. in, in, my, in my house, actually, daily, this is a daily occurrence that our, our TV will just turn on by itself after we get back from walking our dogs in the morning. And, you know, it's just, we make a joke about it now. It's just, but we, we hear things all the time, too. There's always something happening in our, in our house, of course. Why wouldn't there be <laughs> from the nature of right. who I am? So, um, so, but also other ways, too, is like, also, they could be personal. So let's say that, you know, grandma made this delicious apple betty, you know, and, and it reminds you of her. And then all of a sudden, you're like, you know, on the couch watching a show and you, you are brought back. You, you have this sense of that apple pie and then it brings you back to your grandma and it brings you back to that moment that you guys shared together. That's also mm-hmm. that spirit choosing to use that reference to get your attention. So it's always going to be unique to each individual as well. Um, we, you know, we've also heard about pennies from heaven, change being sent yes. as well. Um, I always encourage people that when they have a nudge and, and they feel like, oh, I think that's my dad giving me this, this dime right now, you know, to really check um, the date on it, the year on it, see if there's any correlation. Most times, actually, the, the year on it will be specific or the month on it will be specific. So it's important to really pay attention to those things, too. We also have music. You know, music is the universal language of the soul. So um, a lot of times you'll get into the car and there'll be a song on. It, it won't necessarily be that the song has meaning, but right in the moment, the lyrics of the song, there's a message there. Um, and it's very synchronistic to what we're going through. So it could be that you're in the, you're at the grocery store and you and your significant other song, you know, is right there on the radio too. They're, they're using all of these different elements that we experience in our day-to-day lives because they know that's how we'll be able to recognize that connection. Um, and I, I just love, there's so many stories and there's so many ways and it's just phenomenal that when, when people really do put those two and two together, it, it really is profound. It's life-changing. Um, this awareness, though, that you were asking about earlier, like, how do we do this? How do we do this? Yes. Part of it is, is really um, getting back to our own personal awareness. So, um, again, kind of stripping away all the programming that, that we have been given over our lives and really understanding who we are deep down to the core of ourselves. And once we're in that space, then a lot of um, introspection can happen, a lot of kind of like transmutation can happen, being, being stripped down to who we truly are without anyone's opinions dictating that to us. And so yes. I, I yes. yeah, yeah. So I, I find that, that, you know, we all kind of have these awakenings. And once we really dive into the awakenings and we sort of learn to live our lives more energetically from our heart versus our head, that's when we're able to understand energetically what we're experiencing here and how we can um, change the experience, how, how we can really vibrate higher and use our energy source to create the life that we want to live, not the life that we fear. And I think that people sometimes are confused by that. They're like, why isn't this happening in my world? But then at the same time, what are you focusing on? Are you focusing on what's yes. going to go wrong? Are you focusing on 
the what ifs in a negative fashion, those are, those are, those are being manifested as a roadblock. So everything in life is a messenger to us. And when we're able to really see the message, then we're able to do the work that we need to do to change the course of our trajectory. And I love, I just love all of that. And what was coming to me while you were sharing was that, and we don't need any of this to be validated by anyone else. We don't have to be able to explain this, have other people understand it. If it's true for us inside of us, that's, that's, that's right. all that matters. That's right, because we, we're, we're, yeah. mm-hmm. we're all here to live our yeah. own version of, of our own truth. Yeah. My friend explained it like this. We're all in our own hula hoop, you know? <laughs> I'm in my hula hoop, you're in your hula hoop. We can't all fit inside my hula hoop, and that's okay. I'm in my hula hoop, (laughs) and I'm handling Uh my hula hoop stuff, right? A hundred percent. Now, we we only have a couple more minutes, but I wanted to talk about your new book. Well, first of all, Mm -hmm. one thing I want to say (laughs) is that um, listeners, friends, um, if you ever have the opportunity to be at an event, at one of Bill's events, a group reading event, or to do a private re- reading, it's pretty awesome. Um, I was at a group event a few years ago now, Bill, and um, yeah. a dear, dear, dear friend of mine, Carolyn, came through and had some beautiful things to share with me about my own cancer journey and my worries and things like that, and so um, gave me so much peace. And Bill, you were you. You know, you were the conduit to bring her to me that way. Yeah. And so I just would like to tell people, you know, go to Bill's website and find out where <laughs> you can go and, and, and be connected to him in any kind of way because you will love it. And, Bill, before we go, I want you to tell me just a little bit about your next book that's coming out in April. Can you just – because I feel yeah. like this, a lot of what we just talked about is kind of like what's going on in your next book. So can you share just a, a little bit about it? Absolutely. Yes. Thank you for asking. My, my next book is called Soul Searching, Tune into Spirit and Awaken Your Inner Wisdom. And it's basically all about this. It's about how to go back in time to heal the child within ourselves that kind of sets the course of our belief systems. Um, I, I give a lot of different spiritual practices in this, in this new book about how to basically tune into the energy of the universe, to tune into the energy of spirit, your own guides around you how to use your own personal power to create the life that you want, how to sort of um, reprogram your belief system and reprogram your subconscious um, to attract different things into your world that are positive, how, how to use different um, focal points, energy centers to feel, to see the life through a different energetic lens. Um, and ultimately, to know that we're never alone on this journey. We're always being supported. Oh, my gosh. I, I cannot wait for this book because, uh, you know, <laughs> it's just going to amplify things we've been talking about here and give us the how-to, how to hush up that ego, how to connect to the spirit, how to do all those things that will enrich our lives. And so April cannot come fast <laughs> enough for me. And, um, again, you guys go to Bill's website, you know, pre-order, do whatever, because you're going to want this book in your hand. And I cannot believe this, Bill, but 30 minutes went by in the oh blink of an eye. Yes. It <laughs> always does. At the end of our time yeah. together. It always does, right? So thank you so much for being my guest, my much 
uh, awaited and longed for guest. I so appreciate you being with me today. Um, and I want to thank all of our listeners. We have listeners across the country and also internationally because we're an international show now. And after nice. our show today, you can listen to Women Lead Radio on all of the subscription podcasts, you know, um, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, we're everywhere. Um, and we're expanding very quickly to a daily radio show and podcast. So for now, we'll be back again for another live Women Lead Radio show on Mondays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and on Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time. And it has been my sincere pleasure to be your host today. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Enjoy your week. Have a lighthearted week, a lighthearted holiday season. And I just want to bless you all. Thank you so much. Women Leading the Way is produced by Connected Women of Influence, the premier private membership organization where like-focused, business-to-business, executive and professional women connect, collaborate, and cultivate a vast network of high-level affiliations, resources, and professional relationships. For more information about Connected Women of Influence, please visit our website at connectedwomenofinfluence.com.